Welcome to I Don't Want to Grow Up. It's the podcast where two guys who only know how laws are made because of Schoolhouse Rock talk about how things were infinitely better when they were kids and spend an entire episode convincing themselves that they're right. I'm Jordan. I'm just a bell strat. <laughs> I was gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> And I am Felix Conjunction Junction Schlater. Wow, that was a mouthful. What's your function? I hit it. I hit all of it. Conjunction Junction Schlater. That's hard to say. That's a. That, that's why they didn't write it that way. Junction Junction Schlater. And today we are talking about learning. Learning. Learning things, both new and old. I guess all things learned are old, but are new to you at the time. Unless you're learning something that you are yourself discovering. Yeah, for the wow. first time. Super philosophical wow. all of a sudden. Was it was it just found or was it learned? Oh, wow. Deep. Welcome to this philosophically... Philosophices. Welcome to the Welcome Junction of Conjunctions. <laughs> and that is a good segue into the alcohol we are pouring into our bodies. Jordan, which you... If you ha- couldn't tell we are already we've been imbibing a bit just an imbibers just an imbibing a bit and tonight we're drinking a nice little stout called elementary Mm. my dear schlater and uh this is a this is a nice little stout very it's very basic stout which that's the reason actually why they called it elementary they said it's basic ingredients it's just baseline stout but they want to make it Perfectly simple, but perfectly perfect. It's based out of Harrisonburg, Virginia, at a place called Brothers Craft Brewing. Brothers. It's a nice little 5.8% stout. And in their little description, it says, it's a sturdy concoction. The simplicity of a few ingredients yielding an incredibly complex beer. Tasting includes notes of dark chocolate, coffee, caramel, and a roasty finish. And, you know, it is it is a pretty basic stout, but it's really good. I'm not even a stout guy. And I'm, I've been enjoying this. It's nice and crisp, but it has a nice, it's a nice roasty flavor. I'm a fan. It's straightforward. Yeah. Which, uh, you know what? If you can't get fancy with your beer, go straightforward with it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a good ethos to live by. <laughs> <laughs> Should can't we go get- fancy? No. Go straightforward. <laughs> um, yeah, so learning. This is a, a nice little beer to enjoy while we learn about learning, each other's learning from learning years. This is going to be an interesting episode because the the topic is, it's a little headier. Uh, it's more of a, a we either, conceptual. We either go hyper-specific or we get <laughs> super broad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Super broad. My favorite heroine from <laughs> the Marvel comics. PC heroine. <laughs> they call me super broad. <laughs> With her trusty cigarettes and favorite cardigan, <laughs> she's there with her newspaper. Oh gosh! To beat it, criminals into submission. I'm gonna. It's gonna take me a while to decide if that's gonna stay in or not. <laughs> but I actually really like that. <laughs> I feel a little bad about it though. Uh, but speaking, speaking of cardigans, mm. we had teachers in elementary school we who both all did. smelled the same. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, it was, am I wrong? It was like 50% a, a grandparent smell. Yeah. And then like them rolling around in like textbooks. Yeah. Or just, something. Just old books. Old books is exactly it. That's it's exactly half, the, half the grandparent, half librarian. You put those together. It's a like grand a grand librarian. It's, it's like a Voltron it's that like you put master. together. 
That's what the page master <laughs> smelled like. <laughs> That's exactly what he said. <laughs> and you put it together. What have you got? It's a bibbity bobbity teacher. A That's bibbity- what it is. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Miss Bibbity Bobbity, can I use the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? Shut up! Shut up! I just peed myself. <laughs> Bibbity Bobbity poop. That's what happened. Thank you. I hated that. Can I use the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? Yes, I can. I can. And I'm asking you, you if are I can the go worst. to the bathroom. I had a teacher, I remember, who when you had asked to go get a drink because you had the hiccups, yeah. she would make you stand there until you hiccuped. And every She'd make sing- you. Yeah. So I'd I'd walk up to her desk and I'd say, Miss Bippity Boppity, I can't remember what her name was. I'd say, Can I go get a drink of water? I I have the hiccups. And she says, Let me hear it. I should have said, You're denying me a basic human right. <laughs> but I was also I require hydration <laughs> was also to a, call my diaphragm, which cra- is spasming. <laughs> I was also a crappy third grader who'd probably lie to get out of whatever <laughs> it was I was doing. But then she'd say, Okay, well, let me hear a hiccup. So I'd stand there. And then I would fake a <laughs> You go, okay, go ahead. <laughs> I've got faked her. A, faked a hiccup. What's next? Let's rob this bank next door. And then I would. I got slip, away with it. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> One day you're faking hiccups. Next day you kill a man just to watch him die. Just to watch the life drain from his eyes. Can I have a drink of water? I don't know. Can you? <laughs> As he dies. I'll, I'll kill you. I'll kill you, lady. <laughs> Oh, and speaking of slowly dying. Yeah. Uh, Great segues this episode already. I'm loving it. (laughs) So school obviously was a place uh, of learning. It wasn't a... For some of us. It wasn't a fashion show, despite what we tried to tell our parents. Um, But uh, how how did you learn best in school, if if at all? I learned good things. I learned good. Okay, when I was back in school, I learned... I, I was a good learner. Um... No, I didn't. I didn't like school. I didn't either. Um, I don't really know. I think I always said I'm a visual learner because I didn't like reading things. I don't think I actually was a visual learner. Uh-huh. I think I just didn't want to read a stupid textbook. I just How wanted- was your comprehension as a kid? Does you, you like if if a concept was taught and you actually like were paying attention? Right. Was it something where you saw it and you got got it and then you were good, or did you have to like raise your hand and say, Miss So and So? Can I? Can you go over that again? I don't know why you sound like Lil Bo Peep. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my sheep. Can you go over that again? <laughs> um, I I I rarely ask for clarification because I didn't want to be in class longer than I had to be. And uh, but I I I feel like I learned things best when things were put into context. I didn't like things that were super concrete. I didn't like math. You know that pesky math. Mm. That everyone talks about constantly. Grow up, people. Math is over. Um, Am I ever going to use this? (laughs) That was my favorite (laughs) argument in class. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you're not going to have calculators in your pockets. I do now, Mr. I literally have any calculators you could dream of. I have the entire collective human knowledge in the palm of... I need to charge my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's dead? Oh, Oh, it's dead. Damn it. What's the answer for number six? (laughs) (laughs) Tim Apple. <laughs> How could you let my battery die like this? Uh, I was proving a point to my fourth grade teacher, Mr. Galusha. <laughs> Galusha. Was that actually his, his name? actual name? Wow. He was a dick. <laughs> he was, he was, oh, I hated him but so much. But he went on to invent pants that were waterproof. He so did. good on him. <laughs> he did. Are, are you wearing your Galushas? <laughs> um, I preferred, I preferred uh, English and and social studies. Is it because you could BS your way yes, out of certain absolutely. things? Absolutely. Yeah. 
And I was a decent writer. Things just made sense yeah. when it came to like grammar and writing. And then history and social studies, it was just like stories that yeah. I could listen to. I mean, how? come on. I could see that. I could see like the, uh, well, no, actually Gatsby's uh, motivation was this, so-and-so. And, well, actually, no, Mr. Galoosh, you imbecile. <laughs> it's me, Jordan Stratton. Remember me? It's me, Jordan. <laughs> I'm just a Bill Stratton, and I'm about <laughs> to drop some knowledge, Mr. G. Sit down. <laughs> the blue light, in fact, represents, and then you go on. Let me tell you. And then he stands on his chair and says, oh, Captain, Mu-, and then <laughs> I could see that. It happened. <laughs> that is happened. that what the, the movie was based off of that one moment? It was based. I was Robin Williams. <laughs> I was a student in this case. It's a, It's yeah. an adaptation. It's not I like a direct. It. I like it. Yeah. Okay. I like it. It's yeah. an exact, uh, exact and indirect It's an exact interpretation indirect interpretation of That's adapted life. from my life to the screen. <laughs> exactly. It I makes like sense. It, it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. Not like math. So this is exactly what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. This is the kind of explanation I would give. And they say, Okay, the uh, puppy who lost his way. <laughs> uh, that's exactly now the puppy it. is in fact <laughs> the our inner longing revolution <laughs> to be seen by our fellow man. Wow! At no point during your incoherent rambling did you say a single word and made a lick of sense. You are awarded no points, <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> but that was not you. You were you were actually able to spin those things oh, in a I way i was a spin team and baby. now you're now you're a writer i i fancy myself looks like you made it <laughs> <laughs> you did it i write things from time to time you did it granted today i wrote i wrote about the upcoming um beer cheese flavored kettle cooked chips so i'm not i'm not writing <laughs> like <laughs> it's not <laughs> this just in lays potato chips releasing <laughs> I can't remember what goes after. I, just started. I didn't realize there was more. You threw me off. I had my news story ready, and then you just started throwing it. I just imagined Goofy going for a you walk. You started, like, scatting on the side. I just want, like, one guy from the like the producer studio to be like, scoot bop bop and do boop bop bow Just starts going off. Everyone's like, what is Phil doing? And then the old man found the suitcase of money and gave it to no one. scoot bop Back to you, Walter. He's just scatting over the anchors. We have no viewers. What did we do? Oh, he's having a stroke. Oh, okay. Call an ambulance. I want that to be an actual disorder. Just like incoherent scatting. It's called scatterbrain. Scatter. Oh no. I'm so I'm so I'm so mad at you tonight. That's so dumb. So many things I don't like. So dumb. <laughs> and speaking of being so dumb, back to learning. Look, I, I'm just wow. Fishing poles for sale. <laughs> um, <laughs> so you you were more about the ability to take a, maybe a core ish concept, and you could you could kind of wordsmith your way around that. It, it wasn't like a two plus two might be five because the great right. I, I think philosopher. <laughs> I didn't like how there was no there was no way to go about math in a different way hmm. um and it that, it might have been that i just had terrible teachers hmm. that yeah yeah you that's know it what? you know what it's not my fault <laughs> it's not my fault <laughs> granted i went to public schools in the heart of kentucky it wasn't like we were just we were the cream of the crop okay when it came to teachers 
Um, when I, at least when I was growing up, I say that because I went to college there. Now I have friends who are teaching there. So you know, I'm sure things are. I've gotten a lot better, and you know, kids just kids Mr. are just Galush killing it. Junior, Galush. Hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, not yeah, you, Brett. It, not yeah. Brett Galush. <laughs> Teacher of the year. He sounds like a cartoon character. <laughs> uh, he just has like a onomatopoeia type name. Uh, just a galooshin around. <laughs> Tonight on NBC. Galooshin around. Oh man. What a what a weird, incoherent uh, episode this has been so far. Which yeah, is learning. It's we're we're learning just like everyone else. <laughs> it, were you different in that way though? So I excelled, <laughs> I excelled in the concrete studies of like math. And I oh, think it's such an Asian stereotype. Yeah, <laughs> I was just about to start doing the voice, but I won't. Um, so the thing I was, that the thing was like, I hated, I hated school, but I knew, I knew that I was there for a season and I had to play the game. I knew that like, if I don't do good in this, don't I do well in this. No, no, no. If I don't do good, like like Superman, I was Superman doing oh, good. Oh, okay, good. I was stopping crimes. <laughs> right. I was beating up bullies twice my size. <laughs> right, right. Sorry, and yeah. wearing glasses to Absolutely. hide my identity. If I didn't do my work, sorry, sheets, I was thinking about fourth grade grammar, and I now I I can't stop. Right. So. I knew that if I didn't do do goodest in this, if I was not the goodest. <laughs> Uh, that I was gonna have to come back and do it again in some capacity, right? Uh, or my parents would be like, "Why? Why are you not excelling in this? It looks like we need to talk with your teacher. We need to focus more on your homework Ooh, studies." Did your parents ever have to go and talk to your teacher? Oh yeah, oh yeah. See, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I knew and I was sentient enough to know that I had to do well in school, but I would do enough to keep the teacher off my back, and then I would crack jokes the rest of the time. Or I would draw on the back of my worksheets. Oh, you were a nightmare. It was. And it was always the, the um, I remember the notes written on my report cards were always like, does well, could be doing better if he applied himself. <laughs> it was always that. And I'm like, for what? For what, Miss Roscoe? For what? And <laughs> and it was always that. And like the thing was, I was always like they put me in the advanced pl placement for like reading and for math and stuff like that. And it was fine. But I remember realizing like if I'm being put in these classes, I have more work for myself. I have to do more of these things. Did you get out of them? Yeah, I did. It was like it was like did early you, did high you school. underperform so you could get no. Out of them. I went to my guidance counselor and asked to be removed from them. No way. I was in like AP Chemistry, AP Calc. Like I was in these really advanced math classes, and I was doing fine. I think I was making like high Bs, low As. And I went to my guidance counselor and I said, "I would like to be put in regular classes." And she said, "Are you having a hard time?" And I said, "No." <laughs> I just don't like it. And I just I knew how much work I had to do yeah. at home in yeah. order to keep up. Did you know you didn't want to go to college at that time? Yeah. Like eighth grade. I thought, I don't think I want to go to school because I already knew what it was I wanted to do. Mm. I knew that I wanted to do some sort of something in art, but more in like the design field. Yeah. And even then I thought I can learn that stuff on my own. I didn't know how to do any of it. Yeah, but I taught myself to make web pages when I was in. What a naive child <laughs> you were! I taught myself how to make web pages. <laughs> I taught myself very basic design, and by taught myself, I was just copying what I saw. But right. I was able to replicate it on the com on the computer, and I thought 
why why is this any different from what this guy's doing? Sure. I have got the artistic skills to create it, recreate it and and make it for other people. Why shouldn't I be getting paid for this? And looking back on it now, it's like, holy crap, who does that? Like who thinks that in eighth grade? But I was I was just so hellbent on like, this is what I'm gonna do. Much to my parents' dismay, my dad was like, "My dad's a military man." He's, yeah. No, you are not doing that. I'm like, Dad, I'll be fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're gonna volunteer with me. He's he's an eye doctor. I volunteered yeah. with him at the hospital every summer. I was like, "What am I gonna like have some realization that I want to be an eye doctor?" <laughs> like, I gave people the eye puff test. I was the most hated person in the building. <laughs> Why would I want to do this? Did anyone ever have glaucoma? If so, I couldn't tell. I I would I puff them and move on. <laughs> Here, let me cause you brief, terrifying discomfort. Yeah, let's do this test nineteen more times because you're blinking, you idiot. God, that is the worst. And did you ever just like? Do, can you? Do you actually control when the puff happens? Yes. Yeah. So, so the you're trick just is waiting. Trick is count to three and you do it on two. That's what I always did, but they still blinked because the human eye blinks so stinking fast. It does, and it's just and yeah, and I always have to do it again. I've never had someone count for me. Oh, really? Yeah. They yeah. just say, like, just keep your eye open. And so you're just sitting there in terror. Now, the trick was to count to three, but you do it on two. So lying. Yeah. The, tr- the key was lying. The trick to life, kids, are you listening? Turn it up. Turn it up. <laughs> Lie. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was very different in that I knew I was going to college since I was five. Oh, wow. Because that's just what I thought people did. Because Interesting. my dad worked at a college. I knew, like, I when I was probably seven or eight each class at the university that i went to that i attended i'm the third generation and my family go to this university it's a smaller liberal arts school and so each class has a faculty sponsor Mm -hmm. and in 1995 i believe um, my parents were the sponsor for that class oh wow and so i was six years old and so we always had these college students from this class we're hosting events at our house we're doing all these kinds of things and so i was always around college students so i just assumed this is what people do and that makes sense yeah that makes sense to me um my dad was in the military and then got he used the gi bill to put himself through school and i remember i have distinct memories of my dad staying up super late Mm. to study for exams and I didn't think anything of it. I look back at it now and thought, wow, he, he put a lot of work in. He did a lot to, to get through school as an adult. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm in college now. Time to go to school. Like he was very much an adult. He'd already served a number of years in the Navy and they put him through school. And so he saw the value in in doing it because he was putting himself through, which we'll get into once we talk about, you know, schooling and, and learning as an adult. Um, but going back to what you talked about, like, you, you saw this whole environment of like, well, this is the fast track from Jordan, the child, the wee churin to college age and then on to professional adult life. Mm-hmm. What did learning look like at home for you? Or was there any of that either on your own or imposed on you by your parents? Like, did they give me quizzes at <laughs> night? Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you asking? Well, may, <laughs> maybe. Pop quiz! <laughs> you want dinner? The flying velocity of a swallow. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, it, I, I look at it now as a parent, and I, I see, like, 
the keystone things that my kids should be learning. Like, yeah. they should know their alphabet. They so are you, are you just kind of quizzing them in the car? Are you doing the little things? I do remember one thing. We'd be in the car. We'd go to the grocery store or, you know, the, a fast food restaurant through the drive-thru. And it'd be just some kind of rudimentary math. Like, I'd say, oh, what, uh, it's this, which is, you know, seven plus, plus this, which is four. And then this, which is 12. And I'd look at him without hesitation to say, and, and how much is that? Because I knew... Because my dad's an adult, he could do that really easily. And he would say, I don't, I would say, how much is that? And he would say, I don't know. How much is that? We're in trouble, dad. I'd say, screw you, dad. <laughs> Neither of us know. You mean, you don't know, you big dumb face? <laughs> you don't know, your d- big human grown up brain? <laughs> You've got the money. Pay the woman. <laughs> I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> She's waiting. Look at my skin. I'm, I'm so hungry. I will not do well in prison, dad. <laughs> pay her. I'm a weak boy. <laughs> whatever she needs (laughs) yeah he would literally just sit there and quiz me just just savagery nine people in line savagery my father (laughs) nine people behind you would you hurry it up they're waiting learning arithmetic they're waiting jordan Mm -hmm. they're waiting on you jordan they're all saying it what's the answer jordan it turns into like a a disney musical when the main character is learning his lesson what's the answer just the hyenas what's the answer (laughs) i know that's your powers of perception Scar? Where did he come from? <laughs> oh my god! Nineteen plus twelve. Ah! Be prepared <laughs> for your test. <laughs> What's tax? <laughs> yeah, he he would do these little fun fun little quizzes and all these kinds of things, and I hated it so much. Not because I couldn't do it, but because I knew he knew the answer mm-hmm. and he was withholding it from me. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't fair, but I. Looking back, I was like, yeah, I'd I'd probably do the same thing with my kids. It's very uh, Thanos of him. It is. (laughs) Perfectly balanced. (laughs) This whole thing should be on one. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, for my kids, I I, I look at the things like my my mother-in-law was a preschool teacher. My mom was a teacher. So, like, I know the different checkpoints of things where, like, my girls should be. Yeah. And so I try not to impose that too much. Be like, oh, no, they're behind. Or, wow, they're way ahead. But I also know, like, reading is an important skill. And I don't want to be, like, sitting down and then have the, the charts and whatever. So I find books that they like. And so I, I sit down and I try and read with them. Or mm. we'll, like, we'll go over things to just problem solve. Just very basic things. Yeah. Um, to hope. I'm hoping that it'll spark an interest in learning in them. Because I learned that later in life. Learning that, like. Oh, the people who actually like to learn the stuff outside of what we're forced to learn right. are the people who generally will do well. I do wonder if I had found something that I genuinely enjoyed learning about. I, I was very, I, I stuck to the basics. You know, the, the four main main courses, the, the you know, math, science, social studies. What was the other one? English. <laughs> and math. And math, studies, math. And girls and PE. <laughs> so good at three of those. <laughs> um, you know, the basics. Yeah. Um, I learned all of those. Um, <laughs> I was not one to venture outside of those things. I did, I for a lot of a lot of my schooling, I did the bare minimum of, of what was required. Yeah. Granted, my threshold, my the the bar was set very high. So, you know, if I came home with a B, I wouldn't get in trouble. My parents would look at me and be like, could you have done better? Mm. And it would be a, like a nope, bye, <laughs> and then you, <laughs> later. Um, yeah, you know, when you're teaching your kids, a sense of guilt. If you can just kind of put a fog of guilt and shame 
over over their lives when it comes to education, they're yeah. probably going to do well, <laughs> but they're also going to hate school. Just just impose that anxiety <laughs> into your children at a young age, and then on you know uh, on top of that, uh, the rest lie. takes care of themselves. <laughs> just lying and anxiety. Nothing can go wrong. The keys that way. to life. All that to say, if I had things that I was genuinely interested in, I think I could have done a lot better than I did. I did do gotcha. the bare minimum. I, I mean, I, I, I graduated with honors, mm-hmm. um, but it was, I, I hated going to school. Yeah. I always found an excuse to not be there. <laughs> and I, I'm the same way. Uh, did really well in school, you know, check the box for my, for my public school. So they got funding because of the test that I took or whatever it was that needed to be done in order to move on. I did those things, hmm. and uh, you know, I, I danced the dance, I jumped through the hoops, and whatever. My parents were oh so proud. And then, uh, and then came the day after graduation when my dad was like, "So uh, what's uh, what's next?" And I said, "I'm just gonna live my life." And he didn't like that answer. <laughs> it's my life. Yeah. He's uh, he tried so hard to lure me. Into, into the military, into the military, into the community college near our home, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with those things. But I just had no desire to do those things. And it's more of the same. It's like I don't want to be stuck in this in this groove of yeah. everything that I hate. Yeah. And I remember distinctly working a, just a ton of crap jobs, hmm. and then knowing that I was going to to bibbity dig- bobbity poop. <laughs> Jobs. Yeah, exactly. Um, bibbity boppity boop job. Uh, one, jobber <laughs> job. needed. Bibbity boppity boop job. <laughs> uh, so that was to, the name of the practice I was going to start. So I went into plastic surgery. <laughs> uh, but there's not a plastic surgery practice that's called bibbity boppity boop job. What? what is wrong with you people? A plastic surgery practice conjunction junction schlater. Woo! <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I knew if it, even after high school, working in restaurants, working in retail, all of the above, and then terrible jobs, which side note, everyone should work in the service industry oh, for a little bit of time to just learn. Just a year or two. Just to know what it is to be on that side of things. Just, just to know, basic, just to know decent. how horrible human beings are. So you don't turn into one of those horrible human beings. Empathy. Just to learn empathy. That's right. We need more of empathy in our lives. Um, but even in the thick of those things, I remember thinking and knowing, I'm going to get out of this loop. And a lot of times when people have that thought, it's, I'm going to go to school and get out of this loop. Mm. But to me, I was like, I'm going to get out of this loop, but I'm, I don't have to go to school for it. Which right. again, looking back on it, was like, the hell was I talking about? How did I even do that? Well, I, it always depends on what that loop is, because for a lot of people, like you said, education is the escape. It's mm-hmm. the it's the emergency exit out of that. Oh, it's the level cycle. up. The piece the piece of paper levels you up, right? And so you get to go do things that your parents, your grandparents, never dreamt of, mm-hmm. because you have that education, you have that past to go further than they did. Um, however. For other people, you know, you have your your parents, your grandparents. I'm assuming they they did. You weren't the first in your gen, in your family to go to college. Mm-hmm. If you had done that, I wasn't the first. You know, I, I came from like I said, generations who went to college and and <clears throat> and post grad work. Yeah, that wasn't going to be some kind of special thing for me. I'm not complaining. That is a great deal of privilege that we both had. Mm-hmm. However, getting out of that rut it, and the rut is not education. I don't want to 
have that. I don't want it to sound like I'm saying, don't go to college. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm saying it's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. You don't go on assuming that you have to go to college because that's what everyone does. It's the only way to be successful because it's not. Mm -hmm. I think for a lot of people, yeah, if you think it might be the route you want to go, if you think the thing you want to do takes extra education, try community college out. You're going to save so much money. Don't. I have so many friends who are tens of thousands of dollars in debt who don't they're not sure if they're gonna if they're gonna live to see the time when they're not in debt anymore which is insane because they decided to go to this little liberal arts college that we went to fortunately my dad's a professor there and i didn't have to pay tuition daddy daddy said i'm allowed to be here daddy can i go to school please daddy and mr galoosh say i'm allowed to be here (laughs) so i'm once again, very privileged. <laughs> that that is not lost on me. Yeah, I'm not sitting here bragging about it either, but I'm just saying that that was part of that decision right. making process. Um, <clears throat> and but for me, it's not for everybody. I um I saw I think <laughs> because I did what was necessary to get through school. Mm-hmm. I saw the practicality of it. Right. I saw the practicality of like knowing the things you need to do to get to a certain place. Sure. So that wasn't lost on me. And at the root of it, in the heart of it, I, I feel like I'm an artist. And, you know, there's a lot of st- stigma that can come along with that. I'm just like, I do. I'm done. Now I can just be an artist. I I'm do like, have a question. What was the age where you looked in the mirror <laughs> and you got out of the shower yeah. and, you, and you, you swiped right. across the mirror? Okay. And you looked at yourself in the eyes. And you looked at yourself and you said, David, I'm an artist. <laughs> when was how old were you? Um because that's a big that's a big jump. Yeah. Like I, I don't tell I don't just look in the mirror and think, damn, I'm a writer. <laughs> I write things so to get money for I it. Think, but. I think the, the when I first started identifying as an artist was probably in like fourth grade. Wow. It wasn't like I'm a professional artist, but I thought this is kind of what I think I'm going to hang my hat on. Like, I think, mm. you know, so-and-so is good at sports. They're amazing at soccer. They're great at baseball. This person is super, super smart. This person, whatever. For me, it was like, oh, oh, Felix can draw. Felix knows how to paint a picture and make it look decent. Like, that kind of stuff. It was like, that was kind of where I, I, I gravitated towards. That was in my eyes, that was my thing. And now whether other people saw that, I don't know. My close circle of friends all kind of felt the same way about me and about themselves. And I thought the same thing about them. And it wasn't until like eighth grade when I started learning to design web pages and I, I started to learn the more analytical side of, of coding and, and writing code that that seeped in. And I think it's just that mesh of like, yep, I'm an artist. But also, I understand the practicality of things. Mm-hmm. That's always been a a, a a mesh in my head of those two things, and thank goodness for that because I feel like I would have graduated from co- from high school and then been like, now time to be an artist, <laughs> and I'd still be you know cooking breakfast for people right at at thirty five. And fortunately, I saw the steps that I needed to take, and I thought, okay. If I want to make web pages for a living, I need to a be able to make web pages. Like that was to me that was the cut and dry of it. And so fortunately that was like right at the dawn of the internet and you could learn things online. And that's exactly what I did. I just like I swallowed up as much information as I could, mm-hmm. learning how to use 
Photoshop and how to write code for web pages and how to program and, in, 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 you know, it's all this stuff that I taught myself. And then I just told clients, yeah, I, I can do that. And then they pay me. And I remember the first time I got paid, I got paid to do a web page and it was $200. And I was in like 10th grade. I was like, wait, you're going to pay me $200. This took me two hours to do. Or I could go work at Burger King all week and make 120 bucks. <laughs> so when it clicks. Yeah. I thought, <laughs> okay, th- I'm, I'm leaning very heavily I'm gonna into this. I'm going to do this. This is me now. Yeah. It, it is interesting how we like to put these monikers next to our identity. And to a certain degree, I think that that adds a bit of legitimacy to in our in our own minds to what we do. We like to have these clear cut, this is who I am, mm-hmm. this is what I do, because it legitimizes your hopes, your own dreams. Right. Um, there's a, I, I looked this up, it's a Stephen Fry quote um, where he's talking about Oscar Wilde. And he says, Oscar Wilde said that if you know what you want to be, then you inevitably become it. That is your punishment. But if you never know, then you can be anything. There's a truth to that. We are not nouns. We are verbs. I am not a thing, an actor, a writer. I'm a person who does things. Hmm. I write. I act. And I never know what I'm going to do next. I think you can be imprisoned if you think of yourself as a noun. Hmm. Which is great. Because yeah. I, I we've talked, we've said before that we don't know what we want to be when we grow up. Because we're still <laughs> in the process of growing up. Yeah. Even though I'm turning 30 this year and you're in your mid 30s mm-hmm. a lot of people would say yeah you you need to know what you're doing you are grown-ups yeah <laughs> but yeah. we're still saying we're still figuring it out because exactly. we like doing so many different things mm-hmm. why should we confine ourselves once again we have the privilege of saying that because we do have a solid foundation for right. things and we have we have we have access to things a lot of people don't mm-hmm. but I, I love that idea of not being stuck in something or at least having the understanding that you don't have to be stuck in something and, and being willing and courageous enough to explore different arenas. Absolutely. If there's two things that I can impart onto my children before they leave the nest, the first would be empathy and the second would be curiosity. Yeah. Just great. The, that innate desire to want to learn something and not just to look off in the distance at a thing and think, Man, it'd be cool to be able to do that. Must be nice. And then shrug your shoulders. Oh, well, back to making burgers. Exactly. But to look at something and go, I I bet I could figure out how to do that. Whether that's figuring out on your own or finding a mentor or going to school. Like It's that person who is ultimately going to be successful. And the people who don't do those things, who look at those people and think, must be nice. (laughs) Like, no, I worked my ass off to get here. Yeah. Like, you know, and I went non-traditional to get here, but I still did it. Do you try to instill that in your daughters? Oh, yeah. When you hear them say, like, how does that happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my oldest right now asks a lot of questions, which is awesome. And I make her try and figure it out. Mm -hmm. I don't just say this. It's this. And sometimes I do because I'm a human being. Now, does she get frustrated (laughs) when you try to make her do make her do things? No, because I I kind of guide her along. I Mm -hmm. say, you know, right now she's really into science, which is awesome. And like she'll get books on like (laughs) the weather. And like weather patterns and forecasting. I'm like, are you going to be a meteorologist? I don't know. But um, she's talking about like weather fronts and cold fronts and like all this stuff and how it happens. And she's asking all these questions. And then she's like terrified at night that a hurricane's going to hit our house. I'm like, maybe we shouldn't be reading these books. (laughs) She's super smart. And I hope that she holds on to that to the point where she at least knows 
that she's smart enough to be curious and go after those things. Right. I don't ever want her to think like, I'm so smart that I don't have to. <laughs> uh, same with Sylvia. Like I want, I want that for them. And so I'm hoping that I'm imparting that on them. I have no idea if I am. I could be screwing them up royally. But I guess that's every parent. Uh. <laughs> True. True. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, learning as kids, it's, it felt like a lot of it was kind of just imposed on us. But fortunately, I think you and I did not did what we needed to, but also kind of saw past it enough to know, like, I think there's more, <laughs> more to this. I think you came, you came to that realization a lot sooner than I did. Um, I probably didn't realize that until a decade after when you did. Mm. Um, so I, but I agree. I think we eventually both got to that realization, right? And to to have that freedom to understand, you can you can do what you want. Like no one's gonna yeah. stop you. Yeah. Uh, my favorite it's is so like freeing. Uh, is nowadays it's like everyone's waiting for that sort of permission slip to do yeah fill in the blank like whatever yeah. it is and it's we live in a time right now where like yeah there's there is, there are varying levels of privilege and some people are going to get to those things faster but i don't know like right now you're just we're living in this time where it's like we'll just go for it it may take you a while but there's so much there's so much truth to that fake it till you make it attitude <laughs> i'm still faking it i know someday it, i'll make it i mean just go for it and see what <laughs> happens and someone says no you're doing it wrong this is how you do it right take mm-hmm. that as a learning experience and mm-hmm. keep going because i mean that's the only way and we have the internet we have infinite knowledge in, in our, our pockets. pockets thank you tim apple <laughs> <laughs> so good so we yeah i mean <clears throat> Your kids, my future kids, God willing, like, <gasps> wait, what? 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 <laughs> what? No, <laughs> shut up. You heard it here first, folks. The excitement and feelings is All right, so we, that's that's a that's a good little overview of of learning as childrens. Um, I did have a little Twitter poll that I kicked out Boom. today that I wanted to go over. If you'd if you'd be so kind to lend me a few moments, hit me, Jordan. So I went I went straight forward with this one. I like it. I asked you folks, what kind of learner are you? What kind of learner? Because typically we have three types of learners. We have visual. We have auditory, mm-hmm. and then we have kinesthetic or tactile. Kinesthetic. So, full disclosure, I did not answer the poll this week. It's because Felix doesn't care about a podcast. Uh, What's um, a podcast? But I did want to answer. I want to answer now. Oh, for I'm posterity's gonna, sake. I'm going to go visual. You're visual. I'm a visual learner. Okay. And then for the, so you're visual. I'll, I'll tack on your your vote and re re calculate all okay. the percentages yeah do it uh, in my mind because i'm i don't know if i told you this i'm really good at math <laughs> so you're gonna come up with some bs answer so about we... the industrial revolution <laughs> <laughs> do it do it i dare you <laughs> workers in the factories would often fall into the meat grinders and because of the horrid conditions in the factories <laughs> so gatsby <laughs> First of all, he was great. Leonardo okay, DiCaprio Leonardo incredible. Gatsby was a great character. 
<laughs> All right. So those are the three types. So it's visual, auditory, kinesthetic, or tactile. Mm. And then I gave you guys a fourth option, which is I know far too much as is. <laughs> which, frankly, I think we all know too much. Uh, so I'm going to do this in the 100% order. D. <laughs> Everyone answered D. Um, I'm going to do this in typical order, which is from the least to the most. Mm. And so at the very bottom was I know far too much as is. It really surprised me. Okay. I thought snarky Twitter over here would be the, they'd be all the villains <laughs> be like, <laughs> the funny answer. I'm so smart. Yeah. So that was a, a, at 11%. All right. Um, but close, close at 12% were the auditory learners. People who like to listen to things, which that was always my excuse as to why I wasn't good and didn't enjoy school because I was like, I'm a visual learner. Mm. I don't like to listen to lectures. Mm. Don't lecture My me. brain does wander when I'm like audiobooks and things like that. It like, does. I'll, I'll be really into it. And then like something will will kind of like remind me of something, like an yeah. idea. And my brain will start to like, ooh, what's that? And then 20 minutes will go by and then I'll Branches snap back out. and I hear the narrator. I'm like, wait, what? What how, happened? How did they get in the pit? He's what? in a bunker. <laughs> what? Two bunkers. <laughs> Archie bunker. <laughs> what, what are you listening to in audiobooks? <laughs> <laughs> the Industrial Revolution in four parts. Oh, that's right. All right. So in second place at 24% were the kinesthetic learners, the tactile okay. learners. Okay. So these are the people who like to, they like to read textbooks. Sandpaper they numbers. They like to feel things. They like to, <laughs> they're they're all the blind people reading Braille. These are these kind of learners. But then at right at the top, a whopping 53% of people plus who Felix. voted. Plus Felix, which rounds it probably to like, 53 plus one 53 vote. Plus That's F. probably like 94%. <laughs> it's visual learners. I have a large sway. That's right. Um, I, I wonder how many of these people actually are visual learners. I don't even know. There's probably a test out there that tells you. I don't know. Um, I, I said that I was visual um, mostly because I do like, I, I remember how, especially with science project, things like that, I actually would remember setups, things that they look like. I also mm -hmm. remember when I was reading a textbook, when I was recalling information, I would remember where things were on a page. Yeah. Like where a sentence was written. I could remember, oh, that was in the upper left quadrant of that page. I remember wow. where that was written. And I could, it would almost be rereading it in my mind. Interesting. So I think that makes me a visual learner, right? Yeah. yeah. Sure. So it would seem that a majority of Twitter is like me. We're all cut from the same visual cloth. You're not unique. You're not a beautiful <laughs> little butterfly. A, I am not a kinesthetic Snowflake, I'm a visual snowflake. <laughs> I'm not a snowflake you hear. I'm a snowflake you see. And uh, I, you know what? We're all we're all right. The rest of you are wrong. <laughs> we learn best by by seeing the work done. So if you guys want to take part in any future polls, why don't you go ahead and give us a little follow over on Twitter? We are at IDWGUPod or IDWGUPod, whatever suits you fancy. Um, go give us a follow. Give us a interact with us a bit. We'll we'll, we'll take your uh, your comments, your questions, your all of that into consideration. Well, we might even uh, we might even uh, write you a little little message back, a little love Ooh. note. You never know. Do you like me? Yes, no, maybe. Circle give us little one. give us little boxes to check things. We like checking <laughs> things too. Give us little quizzes. I don't know. <laughs> All right, that transitions us. That's a transition sound. That's a good transition sound.
Ooh. <laughs> I'm an auditory learner right now. Um, learning now as as adults, I think we touched on it a little bit. I mean, there was a little bit of kind of bleed over um, from you know from when we were kids into your college years and and in the into the working world and things like that. But um, the top question that I've, I've jotted down in my notes um, for for us as open quote adults close quote <laughs> is what makes us want to learn something nowadays like what is that thing where you're like that i'm going to i'm going to take the next week two weeks month six months whatever and i want to i want to learn that is it like the progression forward in a career is mm. it like what what does that look like for you for me, it's yeah. I, I think it's it's right there, and it has to do with the progression of the career that I want. It has mm-hmm. to help me achieve a goal. Mm-hmm. So whether that's you know I'm I'm doing some video editing work, and I I don't know how to do A, B, or C in After Effects, I'm gonna go look up a YouTube video mm-hmm. or, or some kind of tutorial. And I just because I want to not look like a complete idiot when it comes to the <laughs> thing that I'm getting paid money to do. Um, yeah, it, it, it's something that, and that, that's, a, that's the crazy thing is how much access we have now that I don't know something. I don't have to go like my father did to the, to the <laughs> library to open a textbook and <sighs> blow the dust off because no one's read it <laughs> since Indiana Jones did when he was looking for the ancient artifact. It doesn't have to be that way. I can literally do a Google search on the computer in my pocket right? Thanks and I can, I can learn that thing in, in 30 seconds. The thing that I didn't know before. It's it's amazing. Right. Um, I I wholeheartedly agree. More often than not, the things that I want to learn and the things that I'm pursuing are generally career-based. It's like, oh, that's something that I can add to my skill set to mm-hmm. be able to offer clients. Uh, but I have to admit there's uh, quite a few arrows in my quiver, if I may, uh, you may not. I'm not. I can't do that. <laughs> God, no. Jordan, just, where are you going? How you Jordan? just said that was just... <laughs> Jordan. Come back. The w- Jordan. No. Arrows <laughs> in my quiver. <laughs> Stop. Stop right now. This is gonna purr. This is gonna purr. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah! I'm wearing headphones. Stop. <laughs> headphones were a mistake. <laughs> Why did I buy the really expensive ones? Uh, <laughs> Um, there's oftentimes that I'll pursue something and want to learn something and devote a lot of time to it because I think it's cool. <laughs> and like, it's like, am I ever going to use this? I don't know, but I really like it. So I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> and sometimes it could be like drawing based. I'm thinking like, Ooh, painting with gouache. Gouache is something that they used to use before doing concept art mock-ups digitally which is what people do now because it's faster are you making this up right no, now i'm not this is, you i'm ma- not <laughs> wait you didn't just make up the word gouache gouache is a type of paint that i it's it's fairly outdated because you've got acrylics you've got oils you know and you've got digital weird how something called gouache didn't catch i don't on. understand it's so bizarre just sound, it the just branding rolls, was on point it just rolls out the tongue doesn't sound like a disease you catch no doctor He's well, got- it's coming back with these anti-vax appearance no! gouaches on the rise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, there are just times when I'm like, I'm going to learn that. No reason why. There's nothing that it's going to do for my career. It's not going to make me excel beyond fill the blank. 
I just really want to learn it. And I so don't then I know. Learn it. I don't know if I've ever done something like that. I don't know if I've ever learning gone learning out sake. of my way to learn something for learning's sake. I take that back. It, maybe if you if you count um, going to like improv and sketch classes, that might be the one thing that I've done. Okay. That counts. That's not. It's not an outright. It, I don't outright take that experience to say slap it on my resume right. and say. Look what I did. It's but something you saw I did. And it piqued your interest enough to say, like, I feel like that would sharpen other skills with other errors. It like, oh my gosh, you're the worst. <laughs> but you went for it. But I you did. went for it. I did. Um, it was that's so, great. That was that might be the one thing that I was interested in. That I was like, I I wonder what this experience is like. Mm-hmm. That was me with animation. Okay, animation is something that I'm like, good lord, this is time consuming and the people who do it and do it well kudos all the kudos to you because animation is hard (laughs) it's incredibly difficult title of the episode animation is hard yeah if for those of you don't know and there was a year or so that i spent just studying just traditional 2d animation and just doing like little practice animations based off of uh there was like a website that was like teaching you how to do basic frame-by-frame animation. And I did a lot of the exercises in it and then deleted them promptly afterwards because they were terrible. (laughs) But I gained so much more respect for the people who do it. Uh, I just imagine you in like a black and white, like real film. Yeah. Like, now Felix Slater (laughs) animating the newest Disney feature. (laughs) Brett Galoosh. Brett Galoosh. (laughs) And the Wubbly Poofs. Yeah. (laughs) In Steamboat Willie 4. (laughs) And that was me. So animation was one of those things that I knew, even going into it to learn it, it wasn't something where I thought, I'm going to use this for clients later. I'm going to use this because I want to animate my own short film or feature film. I think I did it because at at some weird base core level, I thought, I just want to know what goes into it. A sort of a small peek behind the curtain. You think it was purely curiosity? It was not, no part of you is like, this will make me a better artist. This will make me more marketable. I knew that it would make me a better artist because I have to draw the same thing a hundred thousand times. Okay. But as far as being more marketable, I knew that it wasn't ever going to be anything that I would advertise. I would never advertise myself as an animator. Hmm. I never had that desire to be to be identified or labeled as an animator. And the people who do, well done. <laughs> Well done, good lord. That's that's just exhausting work. True, uh, and it's it's not something right now, especially in two D animation. People are like, let's let's just pour all our money into that. Like you're doing it <laughs> because you love the hell out of it. Like you love it. So kudos to you. So yeah, I <laughs> learning for learning's sake is isn't something that isn't done normally. I I like to think that I I will do it because it does pique my interest. But I think just like you, a majority of the things that I do delve into and want to focus my time on are things that I'm learning because I know they're going to assist me later on. I do wonder how that's changed over the years too. Hmm. Um, Just because now we have so many things at the ready to distract us. We have our phones. We have have the internet in our pockets. Yeah. <laughs> we have Netflix which will stream shows until the end of time if you wanted to. Well, how much more how much more focus is there nowadays on mindfulness? 
because of that very right. that very thing you to just com- said to combat that. Yeah, right. I mean, my grandfather was a he was a scientist, he was a, a chemist, he was a physicist, but he he actually worked. Um, he was one of the guys who engineered some of the initial flame retardant uh, aspects of the initial Apollo missions. Whoa! Like he's, he's he was a smart dude okay no kidding he he while i was not a fan of fourth grade science he was all about it i'm assuming which like the flame flame retardant fabrics and whatever are always the visual representation of science being done in superhero and spy movies right <laughs> whenever totally they walk is. through like you see like, a flamethrower yeah. just like <laughs> just a guy on like a, a tuxedo a guy like, in a lab <laughs> coat and he like looks at bond and nods and he says he's in a it. he's in a biohazard yeah. suit right <laughs> always yeah well, he's like he looks like he just came out of an intel commercial and then sean connery says stunning work and then walks away and then turns into a dragon and flies <laughs> I am the last one. <laughs> so that guy in the biohazard suit was my grandfather, <laughs> and uh, but he was also um, a a an amazing artist. Hmm. He he worked in in tons of different mediums. We actually have a few uh, oil paintings of his in our house hanging awesome. up. Super cool, just original work that he he's he was from Finland. So he has all of these landscape uh, oil paintings he did. Mm-hmm. Amazing artist. He never did any of it professionally. Hmm. He had all of these hanging in their home. I grew up looking. He had dozens, maybe hundreds of paintings. And like in his old age, he started working with watercolors and all. That. But it was purely self-taught or like learning with other people Amazing. and he never he was never paid a dime for these things but he was super talented they didn't he didn't have the internet to waste his time <laughs> he wasn't like i gotta watch the new season of daredevil yeah. no he was learning he was teaching himself how to be this amazing oil painter that's amazing. Because what else was there to do? My favorite part about what you said was like, you know, he, he painted on the side. And so then he took those paintings and he put them in frames for him and his family to enjoy. And then as as generations passed and and the, the paintings got passed down and now you have some in your home. My favorite things to draw and paint are like pop culture icons, <laughs> real drippy and gross. And like today I drew personified game boy in nike air force ones <laughs> holding a record player with headphones your great on. grandchildren be like this is the disgusting decayed tricks rabbit that my great grandfather drew in a coffee shop one day oh, that's amazing like you've got you know you've got family who's like this amazing oil painting of a meadow you can almost smell the lilacs <laughs> Mine's like that's the tricks rabbit who used to steal shit from kids, and this is what he looks like if he were melted under a fire. My grandfather drew a decaying Chewbacca. It's hanging in my parlor. <laughs> it's so funny because it's uh, true. Like those things, I I hope that they outlive me well beyond my years to the point where they're like, oh, great grandfather was uh was quite disturbed. I don't know why they developed English accents. <laughs> that's that's what happens in the future. Everyone becomes much more proper. They all they all joined bands. They all did. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So yeah, I mean, learning learning now has a different focus and I think it's because we we know that it's it's self-imposed. I yeah. mean, it's stuff that's like I want to learn it. I want to learn it to excel. I want to learn it because it's cool. I want to learn it for whatever reason. The point is, we're learning it for for ourselves. There is also something, a part of me, that values those things. Oh, yeah. For some reason, recently, there's all this research coming out about how robots are taking our jobs. Taking our jobs. Taking our jobs. 
And uh, I realize I, I think I value those things that I know a robot will never be able to write a comedy script. Mm. A robot will never be able to paint a drippy tricks rabbit <laughs> like you can in the same way. Uh-huh. I mean, will it be able to drive a taxi cab? Yeah, probably. Um, will it be able to make me a banana split? Yes, it probably. will. Probably. But there are certain things that only people will be able to do. All right, so our news time tonight comes from the website listverse.com. Your website for all of your list needs. I have so many list needs, <laughs> too. Wow. Listverse.com, my friend. <laughs> Sign up now using the promo code, I don't know, <laughs> and get 0% off your sale. <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> not an ad. Not an ad. So uh, tonight's topic is learning. So the headline for news time tonight reads 10 modern child prodigies Ooh. Mm-hmm. modern ones modern you don't hear about a lot of prodigies no. nowadays so i am going to a try and burn through these as quickly as i can and yep. b butcher their names as savagely as possible because none of them have easy yeah. to pronounce names. <laughs> number 10 john smith <laughs> <laughs> number 10 michaela fudelig perfect fudelig is exactly how you pronounce that name and I don't want you to tell me otherwise. I don't think there's any other way you could. Yeah. F-U-D-O-L-I-G. F-U. I think you nailed it. F-U. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna read I'm just gonna read quickly the uh the the highlights of these little blurbs written about these child prodigies. Tell me about Michaela. So Michaela Fudelig uh entered the University of the Philippines at eleven years old. I don't even remember how, how old Doogie Hauser was. I think he was older. Okay. I think he was older. Doogie got nothing on Michaela. <laughs> I don't know why the Jamaican accent came out. <laughs> nothing on Michaela, man. <laughs> uh, Michaela graduated summa cum laude uh, with a batch and a bachelor of science in physics at age sixteen, and she is currently a PhD student and professor at the same university. At sixteen? Sixteen. With interest in econophysics. That what is what, what is. You just made that up. That's not a thing. Uh, mathematical modeling of behavior in systems and biological systems. None of these are things. And French. Okay. <laughs> French. <laughs> not French. Number nine, Akrit Jaswal. Yep, butchered that one. Here Perfect. we go. India's, the name aforementioned above, uh, became well-known when he performed. Are you ready for this? This is why I picked this, okay? Became well-known when he performed his first surgery... If this is a single digit, I'm going to scream. At age seven years old. No! What did he do? What? What did he <laughs> remove or add or change? Uh, what happened? Though he wasn't a doctor at the time. He wasn't a doctor Shocking. at the time. He was considered a medical genius locally. The surgery was on the hands of an eight-year-old burn victim. And Akrit separated the fingers. He entered medical school at age 12. By age 17, he was working on a master's in applied chemistry. Today, he is working on finding a cure for cancer. Good for you. How old is he now? Uh, No idea. (laughs) Wait, 
how old is he when he got his master's degree? <laughs> uh, at 17, he was working on his master's. Okay, that's not as impressive. <laughs> Kayla, but I mean, still. <laughs> Number eight. Oh, look, a name I can pronounce. Taylor Wilson. <laughs> uh, Taylor Wilson is the youngest person in the world to build a working fuser, <laughs> a device fuser. designed to create nuclear fusion. Check oh, so, this. so Doc Ock from yeah, Spider-Man 2. Yeah, yeah. Here's the, head, here's the line that stood out to me. Mm-hmm. He built a bomb at age 10 and the fuser at age 14. <laughs> Good, so he's a criminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. It's a supervillain waiting to be born. Right. His name now? Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven, Cameron Thompson. Cameron Thompson is a math prodigy from North Wales. When he was four years old, he corrected his teacher about her claim that zero is the lowest number, saying that she forgot negative numbers. You what bitch. an idiot. You what bitch. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> number six, Jacob Barnett. Jacob Barnett is an American mathematician. USA, USA. <laughs> when he was two years old, he was diagnosed with moderate to severe autism. Doctors said that he might not be able to talk, read, become independent in basic daily activities. Jacob proved the doctors wrong when he was able to recite the alphabet forward and backwards at three years old. What? Can you do the alphabet backwards now? No. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K. J-I-H-G-F-E-D-C-B-A. Stop it. Oh, don't. Oh. Have I'm not you, three. I'm not three. Have you ever done that before? <laughs> I just did it right now. Have you ever done I was it like before? Visualizing now. in my head. No. I'm gonna. I'm gonna double. I'm gonna. I'm editing this episode. I'm gonna go back and double check you. I'm gonna text you and say if you're right or wrong. Uh, if you're right, I'm gonna. Well, <laughs> delete I delete it. Just delete I, the episode. I'm deleting it all. I will buy you. I bought these beers, so I'll buy you another beer. But that's absurd. Um, let's Number see. five, Felix Slater. <laughs> <laughs> who at 35 while recording an episode <laughs> of the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. So this kid, uh, Jacob Barnett, he is currently trying to disprove Einstein's theory of relativity. Because why not? <laughs> why sure. not? It's wrong. Uh, number five, March Tian Good. He was born in Hong Kong and is the youngest person to enroll at Hong Kong University at nine years old. This is, I don't understand how they're letting these small churrens in. Their version of the podcast would be very different than ours. (laughs) (laughs) It would be very, 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 very different. Uh, He participated in a a specially designed double degree program, Bachelor of Science in Mathematical Science and a Master of Philosophy in Mathematics, which he completed in 2011. He's currently studying for a PhD in mathematics. And he's in like, the United what, States. 12? Yeah. Gosh. Stupid. I hate Stupid everything. kids. This is just making me angry. Stupid kids. Number four, Priyansha. Pri- oh my gosh. Priyanshi? Priyanshi Somani. Why do I say it like an Italian? <laughs> Priyanshi Somani. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Priyanshi is a mental calculator from India. She started mental calculation at the age of six, and by age 11, she was the youngest participant at the <clears throat> Mental Calculation World Cup of 2010. Oh, man. Which I can't, she I won. can't wait till the Mental Calculation World <laughs> Cup of 2019 this year. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> the song's performed on TI-83s. Priyanshi bested 36 other competitors from 16 countries. She won first place by solving the square root of 10 six-digit numbers in a record-breaking 6 minutes 51 seconds. Look, I I know this is supposed to sound impressive. I have no kind of bearing 
at all in my mind. She took a lot of numbers and she multiplied by a lot of numbers oh, and she, she got it right. she made a lot of numbers and she broke <clears throat> down a lot of numbers to smaller numbers from the numbers from where they originated. Thanks, Bill. Uh, to top it off, she was the only participant to have 100% accuracy. In addition, multiplication and square roots in the history of the competition. Good for you, Prayanshi. You know, but how many <clears throat> friends do they have? Do they have more friends than me? Yeah, can you uh, exponentially increase the number of your friends? I don't think they can. <laughs> what if that was number one? I don't one? think they can. Number one was oh, Tom from MySpace. Because <laughs> of the number <laughs> of friends he had. He has so many friends. Oh my gosh, he's so popular. <laughs> number three, Akim Kamara is a violinist prodigy. Prodigy, I just made up a word. That's I'm going to be number one on this list. Um, <laughs> a prodigy in Berlin. He began playing the violin at the age of two. Let's just talk about that for a second. How can a, a two-year-old can't hold a violin? Yeah. I poop my pants, but here is minuet in G. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. That's probably a violin song. Oy, 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 is yeah. that a violin song? <laughs> here. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... Uh, Began playing violin at the age of two and displayed a remarkable memory in the music he heard while still in diapers and speaking unintelligible toddler gibberish. His instructor noted his natural ear for music and began teaching the two-year-old twice a week. Imagine birthing a child and he just comes out singing operatic yeah. music. <laughs> it's just like a cry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Is it a gladiator? The soundtrack? Just a Bollywood scene? Why is it always the Wailing Woman soundtrack for like. It is, right? Yeah, it it's is. always yeah, that. It's yeah. like, like just as the sun's coming up over the horizon. And then Russell Crowe's fingertips lightly touching the heads of wheat. Like just that. That's. That's he has to ever- find his family. He has to find his family, man. He's a family man. Uh, number two, Ethan Bortnick. Ethan Bortnick is a musician, songwriter, and actor. When he was three years old, he began playing the keyboard, and at age five, he began composing music. His debut performance was on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, and he has had numerous performances thereafter. He is a proud Guinness World Record owner as the youngest solo musician to headline his own tour there's there's like 97 year olds out there still trying to make it music and this kid's gone on tour (laughs) uh he is also the youngest headliner to play vegas which he did at the age of 10 think about his personality though he's got to be a nightmare of a human being (laughs) the red m&ms in this bowl karen (laughs) number one on this list another name i'm gonna butcher well maybe the first name tanishk tanishk yeah, Tanishk. Tanishk Matthew Abraham. Yeah. The picture is this tiny child sitting in a class of very grown-up people. <laughs> <laughs> Tanishk Matthew Abraham is among the youngest members of Mensa, which he joined when he was four years old. What? He started to show his genius at four months when he began browsing children's books and correctly answering questions about them. What? <laughs> Did I read that right? Four months old? Okay. How is he doing anything? Upon entering Mensa, he scored a high 99.9 percentile on the standardized IQ test. At five years old, he finished the math courses offered by Stanford University's education program for gifted youth on five levels. At six years old, he's already taking high school and college courses. At six. 
at six years old. He's maintaining a GPA of 4.0. So the point of these... Oh, wait. Last line. He also publishes essays on NASA's lunar science website. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. That makes sense. So the point of these is that these are the kids who are... They're prodigies. Like, they, they, there's no way to create this in a lab. There's no... I don't care how much Mozart you pump through headphones while you're pregnant on your belly. Like, it's, you're not going to recreate this. It's just happenstance, right? Mm-hmm. So these are the kids who... They learn because their brain wants to learn for some reason that Mm. we don't understand. Yeah. But we can look at that and we can say, okay, this is what the human brain is capable of. You know? So, yes, they they had some weird head start that caused them to be really freakishly good at music or numbers or whatever that is. I'm good at numbers. (laughs) But the capacity in which we're able to learn, I think, still has yet. Like, that cap isn't hasn't been discovered yet. And, you know... I think there's there's this stigma and this belief that once we we're done with school, learning stops. We just stop learning. And I think one of the most important things that was instilled in me was uh, when you graduate, don't stop learning. Right. Like you have to learn. You have to teach yourself how to learn because but it's, who, it's told to you. Who instilled that in you? It was in a book somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so Seriously. dumb book it was it was a book and i was like oh wow that's that's actually like spot on the idea of like continuing to not only learn but want to learn right and i i think going forward i think there's going to be a lot of space and 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 uh leniency because of technology because of the internet that people are going to be able to get by with so much more by doing so much less mm. however the people who are who want to go further who want to learn more who are curious who want to learn more just because they want to learn i think those are the people who you're going to see continuing to excel whether that's in their field or just just in life overall because mm-hmm. they have they have that drive that initiative yep. to make themselves better mm-hmm. just because they want to yep it's the people who are they're they're the outliers yeah and th- there's also something to be said like i, I just listening to interviews and podcasts of people in show business especially comedians the people who who did a lot of things in their careers you have your gary shandlings you've got your johnny carsons like the folks who were always kind of putting their brain through the ringer to to come up with new stuff Mm -hmm. they ultimately ended up living longer lives i mean they're just they're always the the folds in their brain we're always developing. They're always thinking of new things. There's always think, more. Yeah. And so, and I think as a result of that, like their their life was extended. Now, whether that's 100% true or not, I don't know. I, I, I believe that there is something to that, like keeping your brain sharp because that's what, yeah. that's the motor. That's what keeps you moving. And so to keep it, to keep it unfoggy. Well oiled. Yeah. I think there's, there's a lot to that. And uh okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang my hat on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna galoosh. <laughs> All right. Well, that, I mean, that was a solid news time. I learned some things about kids who are learning way more things than I am. Those jerks. But right now, it's time. To wrap things up, we got to come to a conclusion. Mm. We got to give each other a verdict as to whether learning overall was better as kids or is it better now 
that were larger humans. Larger kids. That uh, society would say were adults. Mm. But you know what? What does society know? But the uh, recently closed Toys R Us stores would say that I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. Man, we missed a big sponsor <clears throat> in that company, didn't we? Well, we also kind of dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more accurate. <laughs> you know, potato, tomato. So uh, you went first last time. So I'll go first this time. And Hit I, it. I've got my answer. Um, learning is better now as an adult. Bam. Right yeah. out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Learning is better now as an adult because... A, you touched on it a little bit. I, I understand the value of it. I understand the value of of knowing things and um, how to use them. As kids, we're, we're, to, we're told to learn things so then we can take the things we learn to do more things that we're told. Hmm. And it's just to pass a test, to be able to do homework, to understand these core curriculum ideas for whatever reason, and then they kick you out of the school and you go off and like, you're, you're wished good luck <laughs> as you continue your life. Um, now, if we're lucky, we realize learning things is for our benefit and we can actually be learning th- skills that will advance us in our careers, in our home lives, in whatever it is we want to be learning. Um, we can we can teach ourselves those things or we can find people to teach us those things. And we can hopefully, if we do it right, see the value in it and, and, and accept it as something that's that's going to help us. And uh, unfortunately, I did not have that as a kid. <laughs> I just went along with it, with it, went along for the ride. I did start to realize it later in school, but yeah. it wasn't it wasn't early on. Okay, yeah. There is something to be said about learning new things as a kid. How fresh things are, how accessible everything is, even the most nuanced, that this the simplest things. Everyone knows you have you have access to so much, and everything feels new. Um, whether it's learning your multiplication tables and how it's difficult, but then you're it's easily mm. surmounted. You're you're able to get help. You're you're able to excel. But you're right. I, I think there's something about learning now. Not only do we have accessibility on such a greater scale, an exponentially larger scale. It's not just from our parents because they know their times tables. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's because I can look at for any kind of skill and in a matter of seconds, see a, a YouTube tutorial about how to do that thing that I want to do. And also because if you are willing to learn now as an adult and no matter what time period it is, if you're willing to expose yourself to something new to, to admit that you don't know what you're doing here. So you're going to learn more that in and of itself puts you leaps and bounds past so many people the majority of people who are stuck in that groove of what they wanted to do Mm. forever and they're just doing it and they're fine Mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that but there's also something to be said about the people who are willing to say yeah but there's still more to do right there's still more to learn and it doesn't matter if i'm gonna learn it because it's gonna help me in my trade it doesn't matter if it's gonna be more marketable more valuable as an artist as a lawyer as a doctor as a teacher i don't it doesn't it doesn't matter it might just be something that you want to learn because you're curious Mm -hmm. i want to know how to animate things Mm -hmm. sure Um, but those things it makes you more marketable as a human being just because it shows the initiative that you have to improve yourself to learn and i think that's that's valuable anywhere Mm -hmm. whether it's in your job or just in life so I, I agree. I, I think learning in and of itself is easier, it's better, and it's more valuable. 
that's good. We're valuable. It's more valuable. As an adult. One thing I do wish that I had now as an adult is uh, my ability to learn things as a, as a kid. Kids just soak stuff up and oh, their yeah. comprehension Your may brain, not be actual. Yeah. Brain's ability to learn new things. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Like it, it may not feel like it sticks, but there's just so much more room in there for stuff that it just like it does. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And when I, you know, I moved to the States when I was three and I spoke Tagalog. Yeah. And how much do you know now? I can understand it when my mom <laughs> speaks it. That's it. Just your mom? Yeah. If someone else says the exact same sentence, I don't understand it. It's really? weird. Yeah. I can pick out some That's words. weird. But when my mom speaks, I can, I can understand it. I can translate it perfectly. But I can't speak it. I don't. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I wish I had that capacity to be able to like... Like learn a new language is a great example. Right. Like I, the number of times I've been through like a Duolingo course of like, I'm going to learn French. I'm going to learn Italian. That damn owl keeps coming up on my phone and be like, hey, you haven't practiced your Italian in a while. I'm like, I, shut up, owl. I, I have think, things to do. <laughs> I think my problem is I'm like, okay. And then I get done with the session. I'm like, finish 27 lessons. <laughs> I don't remember any of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically we want our minds to be sponges again. That'd be great. That'd be amazing if I could just take something and say, now I'm going to learn German, and then in three weeks, be fluent. But I can't. <laughs> we can't do that. We can't have sponges for minds. Or <clears throat> There's just too much bouncing around in there. Sponge, mind, square, <sighs> plants. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Brett Galoosh Brett would be proud. <laughs> Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like what we're doing here, do us a huge favor and leave us a positive review because it really helps the podcast out. And if you don't like what we're doing here, you know, leave us a positive review and we'll know it's sarcastic and we'll take that to heart and we'll feel really bad about it. So either way, you're, you're doing us a favor. I, I will feel really bad about it. I will too.